spiritual sight. Hi and welcome back to the Accord Sessions, the place where we do everyday talk about our extraordinary God. Well, uh, if you could see into the studio right now, <laughs> my desk is kind of, what's the word, Naomi, I'm looking for? Um, full. Full? Yes. It's messy, let's be honest. <laughs> I don't want to be um, Yeah, um, I'm a real neat freak. Yeah. Naomi loves that, don't you know? Because <laughs> she's not. It's um, rubbing off on me, though. Huh? It's rubbing off on me. Really? Yeah. Well, I seem to be going the other way, where yeah. I've just got piles of rubbish everywhere. I mean, to be honest with you, this is all valid stuff. Yeah. I've got a pile for America. I've got a pile here for the for the School of the Spirit. I've got yeah. a pile here for our Dutch conference. I've yeah. got a pile here for this and that and the other. Yeah. The trouble is, when I get them all out in one go, and then I don't know what's what. <laughs> so, Uh-oh. yeah, I don't know. There's there's I've created a little space for yes. some of my notes and the microphone so yeah. I think we're doing all right yeah but yes well, it's good isn't it it's good to it be busy good. yeah it is busy good. about the lord's work yes yes definitely defo I like anyway listen want to talk about something today that I've been wanting to talk about for ages actually yeah but we've not really known how to articulate it have we yeah um but I think we're ready let's give it a go shall yes. we give it a bash yes um I want to talk today about spiritual sight mm. and there's a lot of talk about that. Obviously, yeah. that's one of our major goals in Christ mm-hmm. is to see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you hit the Bible, not literally, <laughs> but if you hit the Bible looking for sight and blindness, my goodness, it is chock-a-block. Yeah. Um, I think the very first thing I want to say is that what we need to remember mm. is that every single battle we will ever encounter will always be for sight. Yeah. The battle is always for sight. Mm-hmm always yeah 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 and you know that one of the most difficult things on the face of this earth is getting somebody to see what's true yeah and we can experience that certainly um with people who aren't saved Mm. but dear god shall we take a moment and talk about (laughs) when you have to talk to a believer about something that they will they cannot see yeah that's a whole nother that's a whole nother level of warfare that yeah and um i just think it's something that sometimes we can get uh, it can go a little bit dark yeah it can go a little bit um it can worry us i think Mm. at times yeah when we are struggling to see certain things in christ yeah um and it's those times i know amongst friendships and amongst brethren that discrepancy can come in yeah fallout can occur yeah and people can leave the body of christ over yeah and I think we've got to get better mm. at talking about our struggle to see things yeah. and being a lot more upfront about them, mm. um, but also not having a heart that is so quick yeah. to justify our darkness, our blindness. Yeah. Um, because you know that really life in Christ is just about illumination to illumination. Yeah. It's about, you know, moving from glory to glory. Yeah. Um, and I know that disagreements mm. or where one person says one thing and one person says another can be devastating, yeah. certainly in the body of Christ. Certainly if we're talking about how we feel God is moving or what God is saying. Yeah. Um, but there has to be a better relationship, I think, an internal position in each one of us that is just much better yeah. at dealing with our pursuit of light 
and illumination mm. and sight. Yeah. And we need to become a little bit more mature, I think, and a little bit more savvy and a little mm. bit more at peace yeah. with that whole journey. Yeah. Because we get very defensive. Yes. And that's when suddenly that darkness can swoop in. Yeah. And before you know it, we really are in the dark. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah, I agree. And I think for me, like, I've definitely been on both sides of this. Yeah, me too. So I've been the one that cannot see and kind of has, like, no clue. And then other people have kind of come in and said, hey, no, That's a fun place, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like, but what I've learned in that is I've learned that there's certain people that do it that I trust. Mm. And that I know are safe people. Right. And I know that they're doing it from that point of of genuinity. Ooh, oh, did you just make that word up? I might have I'm done. I'm loving it. <laughs> but it's like, they, so like you would be one of those people for me back. And Fabs. also, the, <laughs> and also like the other leaders of the community yeah. would absolutely be that. And I've learned that, that when you guys say to me, look, no, you can't see this. Actually, that's very generous of you. Yeah. Because I think my terminology is, love, don't be so dull. Yeah. <laughs> And we have that terminology. Don't yeah. be so dull now, Craig. Come on, love. I get Rebecca. Stop being so dull, love. But it's like, I mean, like, you guys did that to me, like, when we were on holiday. We did. We camped you, ambushed you on your holiday. There's a little intervention. <laughs> Had a little intervention around the pool. Yeah, with a cocktail, though. With so a it cocktail. Right. It was all right. But you did it, and you guys were just like, look, no, I'm like, what's going on? What's the matter with you? Where are you at? Yeah. And it's like, I've learned now that it's like, in the past, that would have got me defensive. Hmm. And I would have been like, no, it's fine. What are you on about? Everything's good. Yeah. But it's like I've learned now that when people do that, that are the right people, they're doing it to help me. Yeah. But also, they're, they're stepping out and putting their relationship with me at risk by doing that. Hmm. So it's like now that I understand that and I know that they're the right people, I trust that. So yeah. I listen when it's said. Oh, absolutely. And I think we're talking about lots of things here, aren't mm. we? Um, because I think there is the general sort of pursuit of sight, yeah. which is to pursue truth, yeah. to understand his word, to listen to what the Spirit of God is saying in these times, yeah. to understand what God is requiring mm. of us individually and personally in, in any given moment. Yeah. So we've got that sort of internal working of the Holy Spirit that leads us to all truth. And it yeah. doesn't matter what we happens in our life, whether it's the good, the bad or the ugly, there is always the Holy Spirit who is working all things together for our good to get us to a point of sight. So you've got that sort of internal working of the Lord that constantly works to take us towards sight, Mm -hmm. the knowing. Yeah. But then you've also got then when God uses each other to intervene in that journey, possibly because we're not listening to him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, we're not a last resort. Um, I think sometimes, or the majority of the way sometimes that God uses um sight is through the mouths of each other yeah um we've got to have the right people in our life you just can't listen to everybody yeah um on that level but there are certain people in my life that highly influence Mm. me um and who their words carry more weight than others yeah and i listen to them i believe in them yeah and i believe what they say constantly now that is a choice. There mm. is an architecture that I've built in my heart about that. Yeah. 
Does it mean they're fallible and they can get things wrong? Yes, and I have to discern that. But ultimately, the heavier position of my heart is complete trust. And so there are people in my life that will speak into my life and I will listen more Mm. intently than when others speak into my life. Yeah. Um, so it's not selective, yeah. but it's definitely um, an architecture that I've built. Yeah. Because the way I look at it is that it is vital for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's my d- deepest desire yeah. in order to walk in the light, to be truthful and to see what is actually right mm. in my own heart, in my own life, but also in my understanding of God and how he works. Yeah. And so for me, I will build those systems mm-hmm. in my heart, usually relationships with people. Yeah. I think that's what I'm talking about, um, that allow me to hear. And there have been many times when those people have spoken into my life and said, look, what is going on? Yeah, This is not right in you. And my first instinct is always to go, no, I'm fine. Mm. No, you're wrong. Yeah. No, let me fight you on that. But the truth is I get over that quickly Mm. or not so quickly sometimes. (laughs) Depends what mood I'm in. Um, Sometimes a bit of a struggle. Sometimes, you know, I've got to kill the old man before I can get to the truth. Mm. Um, But I've I've set myself up so people don't let me get away with stuff. And, you know, I have done that. I have that with my leadership. Mm. I have that with my husband. Yeah. And I have that with my friends, some of my friends, not all of my friends, but some of my friends. I have that with you. Yeah. Where we've said to each other, just don't let me get away with nothing. Yeah. You know, never be afraid to speak into my life when Mm -hmm. you feel that I'm not seeing properly. Yeah. Um, And I genuinely mean that Mm. because, dear God, why wouldn't you want that? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, And I just think that for me personally... Sometimes the it's the very thing that we need mm-hmm. that our flesh rejects. Yeah. So we've got to be a, paying attention to the thing that we're fighting mm. and ask ourselves, why are we fighting that so strongly? Yeah. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be the very thing that we need. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yeah. So I'm also aware, because I've experienced this in my life, that it is very, very easy to deceive yourself mm. and then deceive others. Yeah. Um, but deception starts in your own heart. Yeah. And I have had to experience years of the un- deprogramming mm. of my self-deception. Yeah. And I frankly am too old and long in the tooth to spend huge amounts of time recovering from my lack of spiritual blindness. Yeah. So I'd rather put the work in now and avoid that. Yeah. Now... Does it mean that I'm perfect and I see everything? No, 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 no. Far from it, Mm. really. Um, But it means I've set relationships in my life up that alert me quicker. Yeah. And as with anything that can harm us, the quicker you catch it, the, the better chance you've got of surviving it. Yeah. And so for me, that is, a, what? well, actually one of the greatest safeties in my life. Yeah is that I have set and allowed that into my mm. own makeup. Yeah. And it really does, oh, it means everything. Yeah. It means that I can walk with an air of confidence in my life, mm. that even if I can't see, somebody will enable me sight. Yes. 
Yeah. And all I have to do is listen. Yeah. Because I think that's an, a, an important point here is that I think really spiritual sight is really about listening and talking. Yeah. And if we're people that don't talk and don't listen, then guess what your situation's going to be? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, you're yeah. blind. Yeah. I think there are requirements for um, spiritual sight. Yeah. And I think one of them is listening and talking. Yeah. And one of them is hearing and then doing. Yeah. And I think one of them is also providing or establishing your life with the right people around mm. you. Yeah. So that when you cannot see, you can hold their hand and they'll lead you with their sight. Yes. And there have been times in my life where I've I've not been able to see mm. and I've had to rely put my hand on the shoulder of somebody who has had sight yeah. and trusted them to carry me through my darkness. Yeah. So we need those people. And if yes. we don't have those people in our life because we've avoided that and because we've not wanted that accountability, mm. um, then you can't be surprised by your lack of understanding and sight. Yeah. Because those are the things that God requires us in order so that we can see. Yeah. Definitely yeah. think that's true. Yeah, I definitely do. And it's funny because I heard a, a conversation yesterday and um, somebody said in this conversation, they said... Eavesdropping? Eavesdropping. <laughs> in a little bit. Yeah. But they said... Uh, nosy man. <laughs> they said, we've got two, two ears and one mouth. Mm. So I think that tells you the you know the way it should be yeah and i thought i heard it and i was like that's true where it's like you know you should be listening more sometimes yeah. than you're speaking and sometimes like getting your point across or trying to defend yourself yeah is not as important as listening to the people around you that yeah. love you and care for you and that want the best for you definitely and i think that having the right people and i think that emphasis on the right people yeah. is so important because it has to be people that we can trust. Yeah. And people that we can rely on. But also people that we know that can see. Yeah, exactly. And there's a scripture. Um, so it talks about it. So it's in Matthew 15 verse 14. Mm. But then it also comes up again in Luke 6 verse 39. Where it says, if a blind man guides a blind man, cool. both will fall into a pit. The blind leading the blind. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's it, where it's like, we have to make sure, if we're blind, then we've got to make sure that the person leading us can see. Right. Otherwise, you're just going to end up in more trouble. Isn't it beautiful, though, <clears throat> that God sets mechanisms up in his kingdom, that if you can't see, others can. Yeah. So you, nobody's really got any excuse no. to be in total darkness. Yeah. So if it, And it kind of contradicts the whole idea of being in the kingdom of God, doesn't it? Because the kingdom of God is the kingdom of light. Yeah. So... That means that we are able to see all things and see him. Yeah. Because ultimately, that is really our definition for spiritual blindness, mm. is that we can no longer see him. Yes. Or hear him. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so to see him means that we accept him. Yeah. And if you don't accept him, you don't see him. Yeah. So sometimes when we fight the things of God, that really is us activating our spiritual blindness. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think that there's a lot in this, mm. but you know that it's very frustrating when you see something in somebody yes. that they will not see. Yes. And it makes you almost wonder, why have you allowed me to see this God? Yeah. 
if I can't do anything about it. And I know, like, that's a lot of, like, the discussion that we've kind of had in the we studio recently. We have that discussion, recently. yeah, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> whereas, like, one of us will come in and say something and we'll be like, what's the point of being able to see it if the person that you're seeing it about doesn't want to hear it? Yeah. And how do you then navigate that? Why would God let us see that? Yeah, but also, like, for me personally, I find that then I get frustrated then. Right. Because I'm frustrated with the person yeah. for not listening. Yeah. But also I'm kind of a bit frustrated with God because I'm like, why have you shown me that? Yeah. What is the good of that if... And you have to pay a price for it. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, sometimes he's showing it because it's also something that is in me too. That I kind <sighs> of need to see. Blind leading the blind. Yeah. Right. So sometimes it's from that point. But there are times when I just think, God, why have you given me that? that sight that insight Mm. when i can't do anything with it that's hard i think that's a hard place and it's a place that can torment us and it can turn us into something negative if we're not careful and i think ultimately if you are shown the light about a situation or a Mm. person and you share that with them and they shut it down yeah you can do nothing yeah you have brought done your part you have brought sight to them Mm. but all that can be done then is for you to pray yeah and i know that sometimes that's all i can do Mm. but it's an effort to pray for somebody that won't pray for themselves yeah it's hard to pray for light when people won't walk in the light yeah and that's where we have to die (laughs) and that's probably why god showed us it yeah um because i'm like my terminology internally then is like why do i have to do all the work yeah well, come on, Rebecca. Yeah. That's not how it works. Yeah. yeah? Um, so seeing is important, but we have to see correctly. Yeah. Um, but I do know that God will definitely use others to show us things that we're not listening to him about. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I also, I have come across people in my, my time that love telling you that they knew something mm. after the event. Yes. And you're like, well, why didn't you say anything? Oh, I didn't think it was my place. Oh, I didn't want the effort. Yeah. I didn't want didn't be, want to be the one to say. Ooh. I wasn't brave enough. Yeah. So there is a whole other technology to that as well, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Um, where we have to carry the light mm. properly. But also, I think on top of that too, there's people that will say, oh, well, it was for you to find out. Wow. It wasn't for me to tell you. Well, that's like saying... I knew how to help you, but I quite enjoyed watching you suffer. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense no, either, does I mean, it? No, that's just, that's horrible. Yeah. And why would God show you it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah? Yeah. So that doesn't kind of correlate, does yeah. it? Um, I called, one of the reasons why I called Phoebe Phoebe yeah. was, well, first of all, she, I knew she was a Phoebe's, <laughs> even when she was inside she me. <laughs> I knew she'd be a little Phoebe's and she is. Yeah. Um, but Phoebe means one who carries the light mm. properly yes and i love that yeah and i want to be that person i want to be the one that carries the light properly i want to be the one that can illuminate Mm. others as well as myself yeah and we do illuminate others only because we allow ourselves to be illuminated yes and you can't help others if you do not allow yourself to be helped yeah we cannot deliver others Mm. if we refuse deliverance for ourselves we cannot um, bring truth to people Mm. if we reject the truth for ourselves and I think we just need to take a moment in that and sort of think about that 
and also get that realigned in our own hearts because we can't give what we don't allow. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, now, does that mean we've got to be perfect before we help others? Of course not. Mm. But it means if you're working hard to not see yeah. an issue in your own life, what on earth makes you think that you can bring illumination to another? Yeah. Yeah. And we've got to have a bit of a wake up call about that. Yeah. Um, now, that's not about being perfect. That's about being open. Yeah. And being truthful and walking in the light as he is in the light. Mm. Um, but spiritual blindness is really the act for us. It means it's not a natural blindness. Yeah. So spiritual blindness to us is basically where we turn our eyes away from him. Yeah. So we see him, but we pretend we don't. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, we know him, but we reject him. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember years and years ago, um, I had this friend at school and um, I didn't have a lot of friends at school, but I most of my friends were a lot older than me and they were in the Christian Union. Yeah. I love being in the Christian Union. <laughs> I don't want to hear a bad word said against them. I loved it. Yeah. It was my church. Yeah. yeah I loved it. And we were all a bit nerdy. Yeah, we're all different oddballs. Yeah. But we, 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 it was really beautiful. And, you know, I'm still in contact with them today. Yeah. Um, in fact, one of them said the other day, we should have a reunion. I'm oh, like, wow. oh, don't go too far now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I thought that was, you know, they, yeah. they were, they were very precious people to me. Yeah. And a lot of my spiritual growth and awakening um, happened mm. with those people. Um, but I didn't have many friends outside of that. I was yeah. seen as a bit of an odd one. Um, still am seen as a bit of a freak and um, but I had this girl that was like really popular she was yeah. like heading for head girl oh, she wow. was like very popular all the yeah. boys liked her all the girls liked her all the teachers liked her she was just like very pr beautiful very academic yeah um, and just somebody who wouldn't be friends with me to be honest yeah and but we clicked and we used to meet outside of school mm. at the weekends and stuff but she'd always meet me in like obscure places oh, wow. and um I didn't have a car or parents who would ferry me around yeah. so if we met at 12 o'clock for a coffee I literally would get up at eight o'clock because it would take me four hours to walk there oh wow <laughs> oh, and um you know she really enjoyed me but in school if I ever saw her, yeah, she would blank me and she would pretend she didn't know me. Wow. Because I was her guilty little pleasure. Yeah. I was her, I was somebody that she didn't want people to know that she associated with. Yeah. And um it took me a while to twig on to that. Yeah. Because I liked her. Yeah. And, you know, it never I was naive mm -hmm. and it didn't dawn on me that this was going on until wow. one day when we had a particularly black, bad blanking situation in school mm. and I heard somebody say to her, do you know her? Do you hang out with her? Yeah. And she went, oh no, I just feel really sorry for her. And I thought, oh wow. no. And I was devastated. I was yeah. so broken. And I carried that for years and mm. years and years and years. And then recently when I say recently I would say in the last five years I yeah. found her on Facebook and I thought "Ooh, I wonder if I would reach out to her anyway I did yeah and I said hi you know so and so hope you're okay you know um oh lovely to see you know on Facebook blah blah, yeah. blah. and she came back and she said do I know you 
And I said, yeah, it's back from school. Back from school? Oh, man. Yeah. And she just completely denied my existence. And I got hurt all over again. Yeah. And then I had to go to God. And I was like, God, this is what's going on here. Yeah. And we kind of do that to God at times. Um, And his people. Yeah. His um, agents. Yeah. His agents, his um, mouthpieces, his eyes at times where we pretend we can't see we pretend we can't hear we pretend or we pretend that we totally understand what's being said when we don't um and we do that and that's not okay Mm. because we can't pretend to hear and know god and accept him when we really in our heart don't yeah that's not okay um, that's why we can hear but not understand, yeah. which is what sight allows for us. Yeah. Um, so I do think we've got to be asking ourselves whether there's anything within us that sees God mm. but then turns our eyes away quickly yeah. and pretends that we don't because that is spiritual blindness. Yeah. That is the, the quickest way to not see something yeah i know we talk a lot on the podcasts about how we don't play around with something that's something we hold each other accountable for yeah so we don't play around with things because if you play around with things that you can actually control yeah but you pretend you can't Mm. that can turn very quickly into you really not being able to see them yeah so you know if i come after you and say no come on that Mm behavior was bad this morning and yeah. you go oh sorry i don't understand i i didn't realize i was doing anything wrong this morning when you absolutely do yeah. i think very quickly that will turn into you really not having a scooby-doo yeah not yeah. being able to see know or understand yeah. i think we self-prophesy yeah our blindness oh, yeah. definitely and we don't play around with things mm-hmm. we're just honest about them yeah you're right yeah. i i i was playing around this morning yeah. i pretended i couldn't see when i could yeah thanks for calling me out on yeah. it Let's just be honest about yeah. these things. Yeah. Because if you play around with your pretend blindness, mm. that will turn into proper blindness very yeah. quickly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a scripture. That You're I think the scripture queen today, I'm, aren't I'm you? on the scriptures today. I think this is perfect for what you've been saying. It's Luke 10, verse 16. And it says, He who hears you, hears me. Mm. But he who rejects you, rejects me. Wow. And he who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. Wow. So you reject each other and you yeah. reject God, the Christ yeah. in you, and then you reject God. Yeah. But I mean, wow. I've got to tell a little story here, though. So Hit it. I have an absolute fear of spiders. Wow. I hate spiders. I, I've got a lot better at it now. Yeah. Where it's like it used to be, you know, if there's a tiny little spider crawling up the wall, I'd be out of this room. You'd be crawling up the wall. Yeah, I would. <laughs> But now I'm a lot better where I'm like, look, if the spider's in the room, as long as it stays away from me, we're good. But when I was in here on Friday, uh oh, I walked down the corridor and I happened to kind of like look on the floor and there was one of those huge, massive, juicy spiders. See, you were doing good until you said the word juicy. Oh. And it was just sat there on the floor, not doing anything, but just sat there. And it was one of those things where it's like I was now hyper aware that it was there. Yeah. So I went to the kitchen, filled up the kettle, came back, eyes like pinned oh, on I the floor. I thought you were going to say you poured hot water over it. No, I was tempted. <laughs> you can't hurt God's creatures now. <laughs> but then every time I walked down that corridor, 
I could see the spider and I knew it was there, but I didn't do anything about it. I just kind yeah. of like, I had sight of it, but I just kind of carried on. Now that's kind of like, you know, it's a spider. It's fine. Ooh. But it's like, how often do we do that where we do have sight of things, but rather than actually kind of do something about it. Because they're, you've, you've fulfilled your own question. Exactly. Because they're things we're afraid of. Exactly. And yet, I mean, it wouldn't have been that difficult for me to have... Stand on it. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more kind of like scooping up and sticking him out the window. But, you know, I could have actually done something, put him out the window, put him back into the, yeah. the countryside where he could have roamed Back free. into the ecosystem. Yeah, and yet instead... To breed and bring all its oh, families don't. back. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Beck. <laughs> but it's like now, I mean, that spider's still probably in the building somewhere. You know, he's still roaming around. Mm. But it's like, that's true for us too. Yeah, totally. Whereas like sometimes we see things but we don't deal with them and then they're still there but suddenly you know we haven't actually done anything about them we've just let them well you think about there. it it's really quite a stupid thing uh sorry to dress it up but <laughs> that's basically it i mean it is quite a stupid thing isn't it not the spider story but in just yeah. in general yeah it's very stupid and what good does it possibly do us to pretend we haven't seen something yeah in ourselves and each other you know, not necessarily a bad thing, because yeah. I think sometimes our blindness is for good things. Yeah. God shows us good things and we're afraid of what it will cost us to get them. Yeah. So we pretend we can't have them. Yeah. And I think I see that a lot in people, actually. Yeah. I would say that's one of the biggest issues that I deal with. Yeah. In, in the ministry is where people want God, mm. but they have totally are totally blind to the fact that they don't have to get that. It's yeah. given to them. Um, but yet they're afraid of what it will cost them and, that, and whether they could do it. Yeah. So their blindness is unwarranted. Yeah. They're worried about things that aren't even relevant. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, that that's important. Mm. Let's hit a scripture here. Now, um, uh, this podcast is going to go out, I think, a couple of weeks after, we've, after today. Yeah. Um, so... Um, a couple of weeks ago, I did a Bible study over on our Facebook page, mm -hmm. and it was all on not making a rod for your own back. Yes. Um, and we're, basically, it's a, it's a study of Proverbs 14. Um, but I just want to take one scripture from that. Such a good, mm. such a good scripture. Yeah. Um, I've done, I did my study in the um, Amplified Bible, Study Bible. Yeah. So it was really good, really juicy. There's yeah. that word again. <laughs> um, but I want to read the scripture here. And it's, it starts off, this whole of uh, Proverbs 14 is basically a contrast between those who walk upright mm. and those who are wicked. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this before about, you know, we really shut down yeah. and not even consider ourselves when we hear the word wicked mm -hmm. in the Bible because we think, well, we're not wicked. Yeah. Why am I wicked? I, I'm not wicked. That's, that's that's not me. Yeah. But if you look at what God deems as wicked, yeah, yeah, it really is anything that is not of him, yeah. anything that rejects him, yeah. anything that says no thank you, mm -hmm. anything that does not accept him. Yeah. Um, which then kind of makes that a little bit more accessible mm. to us in our day-to-day -day living. Yeah. So um, it's talk. The opening scripture in um, Proverbs fourteen is talking about the wise woman that builds mm. her house. Yeah. And the version, the study version, says the wise woman builds her house on a foundation of godly precepts, and her household thrives. Mm. Love that. Yeah. But the foolish one 
who lacks spiritual insight, tears it down with her own hands by ignoring godly principles. Wow. Hello. Yeah. So can we see that, number one, God is talking, first of all, about what he deems the wicked to be. And he deems the wicked to be the foolish ones who are foolish because they lack spiritual insight. Yeah. Now, to lack something doesn't mean you're void of it. Mm. It just means you don't have enough. Yeah. So that gives me an indication that there is an expectancy of God for us to walk every single day, every single minute, an Mm. hour and second of our lives, yeah? Yeah. In full sight of him. Yeah. That's all he requires, actually, is that we keep our eyes on him Mm. and that we walk in the in the wisdom that that enables in our yeah. life um but here we go it's not just a woman who's foolish because she doesn't have enough spiritual sight yeah he then goes on to say she's the one that rips it up and tears it all down with her mm. own hands because she ignores yeah. godly principles wow <sighs> so we don't only um ignore god yeah but then we tear down mm. what we've built in him yeah. with our own hands. Wow. And Gosh. I was thinking about how true that is, mm. is that you know that you can, for example, let's talk about it in the sense of relationships. Yeah. This has happened to me recently mm-hmm. where you spend years building a relationship with somebody. Yeah. Um, and sight comes Sometimes through you, sometimes through conviction of the word, sometimes in a conversation within the sanctity of that relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, They reject it, but it doesn't stop there. They then tear down that relationship and destroy it. Yeah. And it's gone. You can no longer live in it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It no longer exists. Yeah. And that's not only foolish, but God says that's wicked. Yeah. Yeah? Um, And that is really a place where our blindness Mm. makes us do things that destroy the things of God rather than just hinder them. Because there's a difference between not wanting to hear the truth and totally rejecting it. Because what happens in our humanness is that when we want to fight something, Mm. when we want to fight truth and sight, we can't just leave it at that. Yeah? Yeah. What we tend to do then is we build things in our own foolishness to justify that. Yeah. We create our own sight. Yeah. And that's when it all goes wrong. Yeah. So that's when people go, oh, you know, walking away from you and killing our relationship was totally God. Wow. Yeah. That was totally God telling me to do that. Yeah. When it really, really wasn't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I think what's important to say about spiritual blindness is that blindness is what it says on the tin um it's a shutting of our eyes mm. yeah it is a closing of our heart yeah it is not being open to truth and sight and him and what is true mm. and what we've got to be doing is we've got to be going after every spiritual blindness yes. in our own hearts yeah we've got to and in a minute we'll talk about what mm. that spiritual blindness is yeah yeah, but just even like following on from what you're saying in that scripture there, there's Zechariah 7 verse 12, which says they made their hearts like flint mm. so that they could not hear the law 
and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent by his spirit through the former prophets. Right. Therefore, great wrath came from the Lord of hosts. Wow. So it's like taking it a step further, there's consequences. Mm. So like you were talking about there, like, you know, not only do we have blindness, not only do we shut our eyes, we then start to tear things down and destroy things. Yeah. That actually we have no right destroying. Yeah. Then we possibly... And we justify it as correct. Yeah. Then we build things in its place through the sight that we have Mm. rather than correct sight. Right. But then at some point, that's going to be judged. Right. That's going to have... Well, that's... We're deceived. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're living in structures that we think are gods. Yes. And they're not. No. But we're, we're adamant that they are. Yeah. We're adamant that that's exactly what God told us to do. And then, like you said, like that's then the deception, yeah, where we mo- end up moving further and further away from actually what God had said to us, yeah, either through conviction or through other people, just because we've we've kind of we shut our eyes, we've yeah. we've hardened our hearts to hear it, so that we won't actually hear what people are saying, yeah. And I think like that, and when you look at kind of the way that it it um, spirals, mm. I mean, it is terrifying. Well, blindness can take a moment, just yeah. as sight can. Yeah. You know, you think about your own life, your yeah. own spiritual life. How many times you're sat there and God will speak, his people will speak, yeah. his word will speak, his spirit will whisper. Yeah. And then suddenly you're like, flip it, heck, boom, yeah. I can see. Yeah. But it can go the other way too, yeah. where we shut that down. And suddenly we can't see, but we are adamant that we are right. And I think that's what's really important. And let's bring a scripture in here. Mm. Um, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4. It says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Mm. Yeah? Wow. And I think that's really important because being blind and knowing it. Yeah is a different position than being blind and thinking that you see perfectly well. Yes. They're different positions. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so many, many years ago, um, I was in the city with the girls and mm-hmm. they were literally babies. Yeah. And they were a toddler and a newborn. And I had them in my double buggy. <laughs> nice. And um, we were in town doing whatever we were doing. And I was walking down an alley... And I saw up ahead, right in my path, mm. an old man urinating in the street. Yeah. And my first thought was, ugh, this is disgusting. Why is he, you know, urinating in the street? Yeah. It's because literally, you know, just next to him was the public toilets. Yeah. Yes. And you had to go downstairs. Yeah. It was underground, yeah. the toilets. So I thought, gosh, this is really disgusting it's inappropriate i'm going to give him a piece of my mind yeah so as i approached him with my babies yeah um he'd finished and turned around and then i realized that he was blind he had a white stick and immediately all my indentation i can never say that word (laughs) um my anger yes (laughs) um left yeah because how can you be angry at a blind man for urinating in the street when he cannot see the toilet yes yeah yeah and this is my point i use that terminology a lot don't i I said i use i've used that for years that terminology 
And we have to treat people who cannot see mm. because they are impaired with blindness. Yeah. Differently to those who are blind and think they're perfectly able to see. Yeah. They're different heart positions. And it's the same as um, God judges sin if mm. you know what to do but don't do it. Yeah. But God doesn't judge sin on that level if you do not know. Yeah. So it's the same sort of principle there. Yeah. Um, but you know the worst people mm -hmm. are those who are blind but think they are absolutely crystal clear. Yes. And sometimes when you bring illumination, it is quite painful to watch the crushing of that person's spirit mm -hmm. because they really thought they were flying. Yeah. They yeah. were clueless as to their darkness yeah. and to their lack of sight. Um, and of course, those people then in that position can be the ones that don't listen and yeah. say, no, actually, I'm really good. I trust yeah. my own sight. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So there's a difference between somebody doing something wrong because they are blind yeah. and somebody doing something wrong because they are blind but are adamant that they can see. Yeah. They're different positions. Yeah. But we know why that is because we've just read that scripture in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4. Yeah. It's because they've been blinded by the spirit of this wor world. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. And even though they may be believers, they are blinded and they have mm. the mind of unbelievers yes. because they do not believe what is being said. Yeah. So to see is to be seen mm. and to be blind is to to not see what is seen. Yeah. And these are things that we need to consider. Yeah. Being blind but not knowing it is different mm. to being blind and knowing it but creating your own sight. Yes. Yeah. They're different positions. Yeah. And Ephesians 5 verse 8 to 9 talk, talks to us about that because yeah. it talks to us about having to walk in the light. Mm -hmm. And that's a choice. That's yeah. a daily occurrence where we put one foot in front of the other with intent yeah. to walk in the light. Yes. Um. So it's interesting, isn't it? Mm. We We think sometimes that we are just so full of sight. Yeah. But we cannot see that we're we're in folly and yeah. that we're in danger and that we're walking in huge areas mm. of blindness. Yeah. But we have to address that. Yeah. So shall we talk to finish about maybe some of the things that mm. blind us? Yes. I think it can be anything, yeah. to be honest with you. But I think that there are sort of maybe five or six main things mm -hmm. that cause us blindness. Yeah. I think the first thing is pride. Yeah. We, we've picked up on hints of that, haven't we, in our conversations and scriptures so far? Yeah. Which is that if you're blind, but you really think you're, you're seeing, yeah. that's an issue of pride and self-reliance. Yeah. It's arrogant. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and I think that what's really interesting is that the Bible talks about pride mm -hmm. in the sense that it's the obsession with needing to split hairs. Yeah. It's the obsession to be proved right. Yes. Yes. Um, and sometimes I think we waste too much time um, and we become blind mm. because we get caught up in the rightness and wrongness of situations. Yeah. We like to split hairs on details. Yeah. When really what we need to be going after is the bigger picture. Yeah. But also it's interesting how like the scripture we looked at earlier talked of how if a blind man guides a blind man, they will both fall into yeah. a pit. 
And when we look at pride, you've got the the scripture of um, pride comes before fall. Right. So cool. in both situations, you've got that image. It ends in a fall. Yeah. Of it being, you know, something that ultimately will bring you down. Yeah. So I think that's interesting now with you saying about that being one of the things that can cause the blindness. Because you can see that then in the scriptures. I think pride is one of the biggest ways that we have have blindness. Because we just never consider that we can't see. Yeah. Because we think we can. Yeah. So I think pride is a biggie. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, and that can come in many ways. Self-reliance, doing things your own in your own strength, yes. relying on you, all sorts of things. Pride can manifest in lots of ways. Yeah. I think the second way that we get blind is rebellion. Mm, yeah. Ooh, this is a hard one because I think it's the most popular. Yeah. I think rebellion is basically where God's not priority. Yeah. Truth is not priority. Yeah. Um, it's where we sort of reject God, pretend we can't see him, mm. um, do not fully accept him in yeah. his timings and in his proximity because we have our own plan. Yeah. We have our own pace. We have our own reliance. Mm. But rebellion is really the reason why Satan fell. Yes. And it's the reason why we become blind. Yeah. Because we see, but we will not do. Yeah. We hear, yes, but mm. it's not our priority to implement. Yeah. Because yeah. we have our own plan. Yeah. So nobody would say here, gosh, I'm in rebellion. Mm. Let's repent. Yeah. I think very few people would say that. But if we totally start digging around and start to understand really what rebellion is, mm. it's not as um, exciting always yeah. as what we assume it is Mm. it can be that very slow very quiet very insidious um drip drip of not making god and his people priority of having your plan yeah your priorities your preferences of putting those first Mm. and that creates a very very slow steady uh blindness yeah definitely yeah for me personally i would rather be fully blind Mm. than have an impairment yeah I personally would. Yeah. I'd rather not be able to see anything than only see outlines and smudges. Yeah. Do you know what? So it's funny because so I wear glasses. Yeah. And naturally, I'm that person. Yeah, me too. Where it's like, I can't see things. If I don't have my glasses on and my contact lenses, I can't see things far away. And like up close, I can see outlines of things. Yeah. But it's it's that. It's blurry. And the other morning, so normally for me, first thing in the morning, I put my glasses on. And I make sure they're on my bedside table. I know exactly where they are. I don't have to look for them. The other morning, put my hands on my bedside table and they weren't there. And I spent ages looking for those glasses, trying to be careful that I didn't step on them. Because, you know, in case they were on the bed and they kind of fallen off in the night, I spent ages looking for them. In the end, I found them under my duvet. But it's that whole thing of not being able to see fully, even naturally. Yeah. It really affects you. It slows you down. Well, I am that person too. Yeah. And I'm that person that thinks, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. Oh, no. You know, and my eyesight naturally is not good. Yeah. I need surgery, really. I think I need laser surgery, but yeah. I, I just won't do it. Um. So, yeah, I am really, my eyesight is not good without glasses. Yeah. Um, as I called out to Craig um, outside of our house a few weeks ago and shouted, 
hey, gorgeous, are you coming in? Because <laughs> because, <laughs> because um, <laughs> our show is about to start and I want to cut you up on the sofa with you. And my neighbour turned around and said, well, that's a bit forward, isn't it? And I went, <laughs> oh! I'm mortified. I'm so sorry. I thought you were Craig. And he went, you want to get yourself down to Specsavers, love? I was like, I'm so sorry. I actually did avoid him yesterday because of that. Yeah, I hid in the kitchen until I saw him get out of his car and go into his house. I was mortified. Um, I really would have sworn that was Craig. And I did say to him, I'm so sorry. I think I insulted him upon insult. But I said, I'm so sorry. You could be Brad Pitt and I'd miss you without my glasses on. (laughs) And he looked at me as if to say, are you saying I'm ugly? I thought, this is just really awful, the situation. I need to get out of stop here. Now, and then I told Craig, oh, and he no. went, look, you've really got to stop harassing neighbours, all right? <laughs> You'll get on some sort of list. Yeah. <laughs> Neighbourhood what? Sexual predator list or something. Oh, my goodness. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'd rather not be able yeah. to see than, than, you know, have my own version of what I can see. Yeah. Um, but rebellion is definitely an issue. I think the next one is definitely sin. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That goes without saying. Um, just don't eat the fruit. Yes. Don't do it. You know, once Adam and Eve ate that fruit, their sight completely changed. Yes. Yeah. They saw that they were naked. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And what did they do? They hid. Yeah. Um, the same with David and Bathsheba. As soon as David started messing around with Bathsheba, he could no longer judge right and wrong, it yeah. tells us. Wow. Wow. Right? Yeah. So let's just not do it. Sin impairs us. Yes. It impairs our ability to see properly. Yeah. We don't know right from wrong, yeah, yeah. where there is sin. Yeah. So if we hit that point where we really can't see that our behavior mm. is sinful. Yeah. That's an area we need to just get right quickly. Yes. Yeah. What's the problem? We yeah. usually gaslight then, don't we? Yeah. What's the problem? What's the big deal? Yeah. I've not done anything wrong. Oh, God's fine with it. God will cover Oof. it. It's fine. Wow. Yeah? Yeah. Sin creates our blindness. Yes. Definitely. I think religion Ooh. blinds us. Yes. I think religious spirits blind us. Yeah. Um, so we get obsessed with what is written mm. in the law over what is seen in the spirit yeah and i know that to me one of the greatest areas of darkness and blindness that manifests in the kingdom of god Mm. is who's right and wrong it's hermeneutics it's what how how does god work it's Mm. opinions it's doctrines yes yeah and we're told in the word that we can be tossed to and throw by Mm -hmm. that battered yes um, so I think religion definitely causes us blindness. Yeah. Nope, this is how I see God work, moving and mm-hmm. working and that's it. Yeah. Anything outside of that is not of God. Mm-hmm. So that what happens then is that God comes in his freedom. Yeah. He moves and we reject it because we are blind to the fact that that is God. Yeah. Nope, God moves only in this way yeah. when the truth is he's God and he can move in any way he wants. Yes. So we can miss things. And I think the last one definitely has to be fear. Yeah. I think fear definitely uh, blinds us. Mm. It definitely causes us to see what we want to see. Yeah. And not see what we don't want to see. Yeah. Um, And it's those what ifs. That's really what fear Mm. is, isn't it? It's the what ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? And I think the what ifs definitely make us lose sight of God. Yeah. Because it then takes, it sucks the air out of the Mm. room. Yeah. And it's then all about what we are capable of rather than what he is capable of. Yes. 
And um, so, I mean, I think, you know, there are lots of many reasons why we get blind and why we live in our blindness. Yeah. But I think those are some of the major ones, I think, personally. Yeah. Um, but those things we've got to address. Yeah. Uh, we got to, Our job is to remove our blindness. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, get rid of the anger. Mm. Get rid of the sin. Get rid of the fear. Get yeah. rid of the pain. Get rid of the film that comes over our eye because yeah. of that. Yeah. It's like getting that, you know, massive old log out of your mm. own eye where yeah. you're trying to pick out the splinter, tiny splinter in somebody else's. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that our job is to remove our own blindness. Yeah. It's better for us to do that yes. than f- to let God do that because we won't. Yeah. And I think those are different positions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think like those things that you just kind of mentioned there, it's amazing to me, like how those can cause blindness. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's absolutely, like, true. Mm. Just even thinking about times in my life where I've had those things. So I've had fear of something. Or I've had levels of pride. Right. Or, yeah, where I've had those things that have almost, like, distorted what I see. Mm. And it's like, you know, like, when you go to, um, uh, like, fairs and stuff. The distorted mirrors. Yes. And they have those mirrors that you look in them. Get vertigo. Yeah, oh, my gosh. (laughs) But also... Um, there's another one I don't know if it's like the Hall of Mirrors or what yeah. it is where it's like corridors mm. but you can't work out whether it's a mirror or whether it's oh, a doorway that. and I'm all forever like running into the mirrors like mm, Lord. full and like hurt myself but it's that same kind of thing where it's like that blindness ultimately it's gonna be dangerous mm. for us or for other right. people or both it never ends well it never is something that we're going to get to the end of it and be like, oh, thank goodness I was blind of that. Yeah. That's just never going to happen. No. But there are so many things that God has put in place mm. so that that doesn't have to happen. Right. So whether that's our own conviction from the Holy Spirit, whether that's God telling us it himself, whether that's other people around it, whether it's through his word, whatever it is, he's put so many yeah. things in place for us to yeah. keep us safe. I think for me, like that just kind of shows how much like he loves us yeah totally that he's put all that in place so that we don't have to be the ones that fall into the pit yeah we don't have to be the ones that you know get to the end and say oh well you know i thought i was doing great when we were because it is very possible in god to see the whole truth yeah and god is in the business of wholeness where he wants us to see holy yeah to love him holy to guard our hearts holy yeah Look up the word holy, not holy, but holy. Yeah. That's really hard to say with the Welsh accent. Um, where we give our whole truth, yes. where we see the whole picture. Yeah. Um, because we're told in scripture that we only know in part. Yeah. So, but we can access the whole truth. Yeah. Yes. So for me, we got to stay around and get the whole picture. Yeah. In God. Yeah. But you can only do that through talking and listening. Yeah. You can only do that through sharing, yeah. having a shared life, through not being defensive mm. and trying to defend your lack of sight yeah. and your partial sight. But we open up our hearts in order for God to show us the whole truth. Yeah. And, you know, I think that when we really are blind, I think ultimately what it means is our heart is shut down. Yeah. Our heart yeah. is closed. Our mind is closed. Yeah. And it is breathtaking, isn't it? And I speak about this from experience, that when somebody illuminates something in our mm. life that we don't like, yeah, it might be that we 
we want to defend it mm. or it might be that we don't want it to expose it yeah they're different they're slightly different positions that so we go on the defensive yeah we shut down our hearts we shut down the, the we shoot the messenger yeah yeah yes. <laughs> um Definitely. and we reject and lash out at the ones who carry the light mm. and that really is a foolish thing yeah that's us tearing down the house yeah, that we spent so long yeah. and been so faithful and funded to build with yes. him. And I think that that's really a very sad place. Mm. I find blindness very sad. Yeah. Because I think it's avoidable. Yeah. I don't think it's inevitable. I think it's avoidable. Yeah. And I think that because we are in Christ and because we should be in each other too, mm. that we need the Phoebes. Yeah. We need the ones who carry the light properly. Yeah. And we need to allow those into our lives so that we can make sure that we do not fall mm. and that we miss out because yeah. we cannot see. Yeah. And I think that takes dying to self. It yeah. takes a little chat with yourself. Yeah. In order to prevent that and to protect that. Yeah. Um, because the battle is always for sight, mm -hmm. but the battle is not usually an oncoming army it's an internal domestic war yes it's a civil war yeah between us and our ego and our flesh yeah and our immaturities yeah our lack of wisdom and um that's really a very foolish thing to do but you know we've all been there haven't we yeah. where somebody's telling us the truth it's bringing huge huge illumination mm. to us but we just won't have it yeah and we'll fight it even though there's a voice in our spirit going don't yeah. this will set you free yeah but we won't yeah we prefer the darkness mm. and we promote the darkness yeah. and that is the foolishness of uh proverbs 14 mm. um and god deems that as wicked behavior yeah wow wow mad huh it's crazy but i mean i gotta throw in another scripture Psalm 146, verse 8. Mm. The Lord gives sight to the blind. Yeah. And he lifts up those who are bowed down. For the Lord loves the righteous. So for me, it's like he lifts up those who bow down. I mean, mm. they're not the broken and the downtrodden. No. Those are those who have lowered their own thinking. Yeah. In order to listen to his illumination. Yes. And what he does is in our heart position of listening and inclining our ear to the lord yes mm -hmm. and our self-control that will not defend yeah. ourselves that he then will come and lift us up yes and he'll lift us up into the light yeah and that becomes then our truth yes but i think it can be quite shocking for us when we come to the realization and the insight of how much we fight the very mm. thing we say we love. Yeah. That we fight the very thing that we say we want. Yeah. And to me, that just doesn't make any sense. Mm. But it goes back to the point we made right at the very beginning, which is the very thing we need is yeah. often the very thing that we reject. Yes. And we've got to pay attention to what it is we're actually fighting mm. in our life. Because I would say that there is huge indication that the very thing we're fighting is the very thing we need. Yeah. It's just that we're not letting it die. Yeah. And we're not letting ourselves fully see and understand mm. and have knowledge. Because you know that sight is not the end of the story. No. Sight then allows understanding. Yeah. 
we just because you see something doesn't mean you understand it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, there is a journey mm. that comes from sight and it's not over. Just because you see something doesn't mean it's truth no. in you. No. It might be truth in general. Yeah. But it's the truth that you know, that mm. you see, that you submit to. Yeah. That sets us free. Yeah. So knowing something is one thing mm. and walking in it is another thing. Yeah. 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 Knowing what to do but not doing it, mm. what was the point of that? Yeah. What is the point of sight if we don't do anything about it? Yeah. So these are things I think we need a chat with ourselves about. Yes. I think they're things that we need to talk to God about. Mm. I think they're things that maybe need to die in us, that we make ourselves um, vulnerable mm. because we walk in the lack of sight that really is not designed for us. Yeah. We are designed and enabled and empowered for Phoebe. Yeah. For yes. the one who carries light properly. Yeah. Whether that be us who carry it for others and for ourselves, mm. or whether we allow others to bring, you know, the lamp yeah. that shows our, directs our feet. Yes. Thy word yeah. is a lamp to our feet. Yes. And a light to our path. Yeah. But what's the point of light? if we don't follow it yeah. and walk in it? What's the point of sight if we don't um, see mm. and then understand and then live it? Yeah. What's the point of illumination if we don't go where the light shows us? Yeah. These are things I think we need a new dialogue with ourselves mm. about. Yeah. Because it might just be something as simple as that yeah. that can change our whole spiritual life yes. and our whole ability to live in him Yeah. if we just got it right. Yeah. Um, but I know for me that that blindness can be breathtaking. Mm. Yeah. I think, ah, it's okay. But it's not. No. no. And I realise that my sight is deteriorating significantly. Mm. And uh, I don't want to do that no, no more. No. I don't. Definitely not. So, guys, um, I don't know where we are today in listening to this podcast. You might be a Phoebe, <laughs> one who carries the light properly. And if you are, God bless you. Yeah. God bless you. And I mean that sincerely. Thank God yeah. for the Phoebes in this yes. world that carry the light properly, that um, help illuminate the path yeah. um, and bring light. Um, but if we're not quite Phoebes, we can be. Yeah. 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 If we're not quite the ones that carry the light for our own illumination and then for the illumination of others, let's change that today. Yeah. Um, because our life is found in the light mm. and only in the light. Yeah. Um, because in him there is no darkness and no darkness is found. So we've got to stop being lovers of the darkness. Yeah. Stop being um, those who are happy to not see fully mm. and to live in a constant state of a spiritual um, impairment. Mm. Yeah. Um, to, to not see crystally clear mm. because that is not our portion. Yeah. And that is what the blood of Jesus did. It covered our eyes so that we could see clearly. Yeah. And that is what I want. Yes, me too. Till next time. Bye. Bye.